Hey guys, welcome back again to the Cut Light and Smoke podcast presented by Zeal Cigars, CigarSoapbox.com, and coming to you live from sunny Phoenix, Arizona in the Huddle Up Store studios. This is the Cut Light and Smoke podcast. I am here with two beautiful people. The, the, the man that holds my heart, his name is Know-It-All JB. JB, say what's up to everybody. What's going on? He, that's him working the board as well. And then we got part-time Dave here. Part-time Dave, say what's going on, people. What's up, y'all? Yeah, so part-time Dave is here, and you know what that means? It is Ghost Friendly Monday. So where are we talking about? Halloween's coming up. We already had some spooky things happen here at the shop. Uh, I get a, I get a text, a weird text from Dave the other day, and I'm going to tell you about that as well. So where are we talking about that? But we're smoking uh, some cigars that are going up in smoke, much like the spirits that we're going to be talking about. But uh, what cigars are we smoking today? Someone tell me. Oliva V's. Oliva V's. Show the camera so everybody can see what you're smoking. I'm smoking the Oliva V Torpedo. JB, you're smoking the number four. And Dave, you're smoking the Double Robusto. How is the cigar, gentlemen? It's fantastic so far. I love it. Mm-hmm. Got the little pepper notes, a little sweetness back there. It's a well-balanced cigar. I mean, you can't go wrong. What about you, JB? Pretty good. Lots of coffee notes for me right now. Yeah? Uh, I think I think Oliva V's are one of the best Nicaraguan cigars I've had that are consistently good. Very, very good. And I actually love them. So, you know, it's very good. Sorry, I haven't smoked Oliva V's in a long time. It's got to be almost a year. So, uh, but I'm, I'm glad that I'm smoking them now and I forgot how good they are. So if you like Oliva V's, make sure you like the video as well and tell us your thoughts on Oliva V's as well before we get into uh, what we're going to talk about. So JB, you are uh, by trade a believer in uh, the Lord thy God. And uh, also, you are also somewhat of a skeptic when it comes to ghost stories. Am I wrong? Uh, I think there's a lot of different ways to look at things. So I think I, I would just agree. like to look at all those different ideas. I would agree. I would agree. There's a lot of different ways to look at things. Uh, a guy who looks at things a little like, different than we do. Like Dave's not here, man. Dave is <laughs> Dave is not here, man, but he is here. Physically, I am. I'm going to freak out like that lady on the airplane. He's not real. Oh, dude. Uh, this is a big conspiracy about her, by the way. She was sitting next yeah. to a lizard person. Was it? Was that, it a lizard that's, person? I don't know. That was the conspiracy. Uh, that's what they were saying. It, it wasn't Anunnaki, him. bro? The, the, what? The Anu what? The, the Anunnaki. Anunnaki. See, these guys know words that I don't know because it's conspiracy theory deep holes they've gone into that I haven't. Sometimes you get bored and you stay up late at night and then you go down and then me and him send each other these weird random things and then I just can't stop studying up on it. So then I start Googling things, so you guys watching videos. I said Dave a message at 1.30 in the morning and I'm... And, uh, and I'm, I forget what I said. I said something at 1.30 in the morning. Dave's awake, immediately <laughs> sends me a picture of some meat. And I'm like, oh, so you're putting some meat on the smoker at 1.30 this morning. I got it. Yeah, I was smoking a brisket, He's man. Like, what the hell so you're you passing doing pictures of meat back and forth. Okay, yeah. yes, that sounds great. That's how we roll. Like some meat don't judge. At that sounds great. That's at uh, 1.30 in the morning. That sounds great. You're that not a real great. man yeah. if you don't send your buddy meat pics at okay, 1.30 in the morning. That's for sure. That's for sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dial out of that one. You know what's messed up, though? What? I didn't get meat pics later. You didn't get meat picks later. Oh, I like didn't I didn't, I didn't get the after ones now. Oh, I didn't, didn't get, get the after, after meat picks, okay. dude. Okay. I always do like whenever I do anything like that. I always take pictures of like how it looks before it goes. It was on all the smoker. rubbed down, so, looking nice. So do you have a trigger? Do you use a trigger? I, I use a big green egg. Bring big green egg. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I have to learn how to smoke. Where's my egg gang at? What up? Egg gang? Is that what you're gonna do? Yeah, are, you, dude. are you tagging something? Dude, egg gang, gang, dude. Big green eggs. It's a cult following. I like, know it's a great cult following. I'm a spot one, but then I researched it and found out how many people actually like it and how fanatical those people are and i did not buy one yeah that there's, it's, is, that, it's, is that how you make green eggs and ham yes yeah exactly it only need, only in a green egg yeah, okay it's, it's only in a green specific egg. season dude I'm a, I'm a i'm a weber fan i got a weber genesis dude dude weber. webers are nice they're they, really they good stepped up. They're i phenomenal, love their dude. old school kettle grills yeah oh the old school kettle grills <laughs> no I'm, i i went from i went from charcoal to propane and that's all i use now 
Now you're probably propane. Yep. <laughs> I use so, uh, I use my Pueblo stove, my chimney. You do. I know. Dude, you cook them in a lot. Pictures of that. That's yeah. kind of trippy on how you do that, mm-hmm. bro. I'm telling you, dude. Next time I do some chicken, you got to come over. It's crazy, dude. He, he gets it going really fast too. And I get to try his meat. Got to edit so much of this out right now, just so you guys understand that. But speaking of speaking of everything we're talking about, we're we're, we're on the heels of Halloween. Yes. I mean, we're coming to the end of September, mm-hmm. right? October's right around the corner. I mean, the store's been selling like Halloween stuff last month or two right now oh okay. really yeah yeah i don't even know the last time i was like in a store oh dude costco dude, they, they started early this year they started like, like in august yeah, yeah. In august all yeah. the halloween stuff i'm like and i love halloween like, i do too my yeah, son yeah. was born on halloween so okay. it was making a big thing but, oh that's cool dude yeah it, it cool. was uh, it was funny walking into a costco and they already had like in the middle of august all uh-huh. the halloween stuff i'm like holy cow it's okay. everything is starting oh early. you know what i do remember last time i was in costco they had one of those giant like skeleton things yeah. in there yeah okay Things okay. like 500 yeah but it's worth it dude when it's those kids awesome. when those kids walk by and they get scared and they start screaming you see that uh, video and you see that dad that you, that you want to impress the neighborhood and he's like yeah dude that's sweet yeah you're like yeah dude you see that yeah. video of that one lady who was like praying for it like Saying that oh, oh she's trying to cast out the yeah, yeah. yeah, she was in a yeah, she was in a scooter, right? Yeah, yeah. she was. Yeah, dude, she was like Richie the Barber. Yeah, yeah, Richie the Barber, man. Dude, Richie have you Barber's seen Have you seen Richie the Barber? Oh, Barber? I love that guy. I love Richie the Barber, dude. Cast it out, cast it out. I yeah. love Richie the Barber. He's like a genuine Christian. I like him though. Yeah, I, I like him, but he's like he can get a little weird sometimes. Yeah, got you know? sober and everything. Like yeah, that, fully tattooed at his yeah, face. Yeah, dude, 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 dude's awesome. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's a good. He used to party with like Hollywood celebrities. Yeah, and that dude is with him. He's like Richie. Oh my gosh, that guy. You know, talking about. He's got like pink hair or different hair colors. Just like. Like, Richie, no. Yep. Oh, no, Richie. Yeah, I think he's hilarious, man. <laughs> Why I am do. I getting like, Mr. Boo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But so so let's let's talk a little bit about some of the some of the kind of creepy stuff that we got coming up. We had some creepy stuff happen last year. It happens every time this yeah. around, around. And so, and just so everyone knows, this isn't something that I like promote. I'm not like, hey, guys, it's coming up. I just know that it, it so happens every time this year. Weird stuff happens around Zeal. Weird stuff happens around me. Weird stuff happens around my friends. And so unbeknownst to me, we've never talked about this or anything like that. I wasn't pressuring talking about ghosts or talking about anything like that. And then out of nowhere, I think it was like last, was it last week? Sometime last week, you text me. Yeah. Because I was, I remember I was on my couch and I was watching Back to the Future too. And great movie. Yeah, I love that movie, right? Great Scott. Great Scott. <laughs> so uh, long story short, you text me. And you asked me something about curses. Yeah. Okay. And and you were like, are curses real? Like Harry Potter? No, not like <laughs> <laughs> Like the cursed child? Dude, this is just here to say, when we start getting into something serious, JB is always going to be the peanut gallery that breaks, breaks the ice. <laughs> He's going to be like, like Harry Potter? Like, like that? So, but let me ask this. <laughs> the man. boy who lived. <laughs> <laughs> let me ask this. So that was, that was like a serious thing. And you were, you were, yeah. So tell him a little bit about the history of the curse thing. So, I've been making some life changes in my life to better myself, my family, everything. Um, you know, I've talked to you about that. I've talked, mm-hmm. I'm sure. pretty open about it. Sure. Um, and a lot of weird things have been happening since I started this process. And mm-hmm. I started it back in, in July. And we can go into details in another podcast, and I'll go into more details of exactly what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. But um, started making these changes. You know, I'm trying to better myself and everything, my mental mm-hmm. health, physical health, and everything. And since I decided to make this decision, a lot of weird things have happened to me, have been happening to me. So I'll give you an example. You remember when I called you about my electrical panel? Oh, yeah. You know, that was a $6,000 fix for my house. Out of nowhere, my electrical panel burns out and I have to get it replaced. And it took like four days. And I, I called you. I'm like, dude, do you know electrician, man? I'm getting these crazy price quotes. Um, not a fun fix, but slowly but surely, something bad's happening every other week in my life. And then I finally... My it, wife, it was, it's, it's, it's worth noting 
Yeah. I mean, stuff bad happens to everybody every, every All day. All the time. And I just started but noticing a pattern. Yeah, it was, I would say, predicated well, on what you said to me next, it was an obvious pattern. Well, yeah. and oddly enough, some of the stuff that's happened around the shop started when you started coming to the shop. Oh, man, I just got the bad juju. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. That's not a bad, I never thought about that. Yeah. Seriously, some of, yep. a lot of it really did start happening. Well, when his Dave first got day here. here, his first day here was my first the, night closing by myself. First night closing by, by himself. Yep. And that's when he heard the. And ghost I'd never up really noticed anything previous to that that I can speak honestly to. Mm. You maybe. I know. I can't. I can't really. But I. I can't. I, I've heard little things here and there, but no, it's been significantly Quinta more. Quinta might activity. be able to. That would be a different story because Quinta closed a lot. Closed a lot of nights, and I don't know if yeah, Quinta, Quinta said shared, anything. She's shared some stories with okay. me about things that she's heard too. Okay, but, so why am I hearing this now? But again, yeah. on a I don't podcast, know if it was, was it pre? Why, why is happening? Why is this happening? Right? What What did Quinta hear? She said. Uh, so you know how last year, okay, I, I said that the footsteps up there. I I called you first. You didn't answer. I texted you. I said, dude, like I heard like someone walking around up on the on the balcony. And it was walking. It wasn't like boxes falling. No, it wasn't boxes. I checked. I looked, and there was nothing. I, I like I said, I thought there. Uh, I think when I said the story, I thought there was like a homeless guy or someone hiding up there. I went up there with my flashlight. You know, I'm there's like, something. <laughs> on the wing and there was nothing up there and i texted you and like you i think we just kind of blew it off and that was the same day that you said you saw a shadow uh, no we didn't blow it off after that yeah we blew it we I, for initially no i came in i monday was crazy and then tuesday basically uh you told me hey did dave tell you about saturday and i'm like what happened saturday so i thought something happened here at the shop and you're like oh dude you gotta get ready for this and then and then that's when you told me you saw some creature or something run through the thing. So we've seen some stuff here that's been great. I've not seen anything, to be honest with you. I've not seen anything with my own eyes. I've heard things like crazy. Yeah. That are, some are explainable, some are not explainable. And I'm like, holy crap, what is that? We did you know? that podcast in the dark. Yeah, that and was creepy. There's, there's that was, two different sections. You can actually pause the video and you can hear the same thing that we heard. Yep. I remember. I remember that because you called Oh, yeah. We called him. you. Yep. We called him in. Yeah, dude. That was crazy. <laughs> that was early on. That was crazy. That was, that was last year this time. Yeah, that was last, last year. I've been here time. for over a Ooh. year now. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then just last week, some more stuff started happening with that ring thing. I can't plug it back oh, in. Oh, that's right, dude, dude. He called me like, he first he texted me right away, and then he called me and told me, he's like, dude, listen to this. He goes, so, yes. And he was like, kind of like tripping out. He, he sent me a picture, and he's like, every time I walk by this humidor, dude, I'm getting chills. And I got all like, dude, I'm coming in. I'm gonna come in. He tomorrow. was like, dude, you got what'd you say? Something about an EVP? Yeah, I told him like, dude, like start recording an EVP. See if there's anything there. Electric voice phenomena. You can just use a, a recorder or even your cell phone to record things like that. But um, I do not want you guys doing that. <laughs> Ticking off demons or asking demons stuff. You don't want to do that. You know. But, uh, so so here here's my but so this is what happened just recently. Yeah. JB. So I, I took off on my bike. I was going home. Yeah. I figured like, you were Thursday. home already, but you must have took a long ride. I did. A little I bit did. longer. So route. I usually, yeah, usually when we go home, I try to take a longer ride. Because I wouldn't have caught. Because I tried to FaceTime you. I wanted you to I know. hear. I wanted you to visually represent, like, and see so I, what was happening. So my phone connects to my helmet, and uh-huh. I have I have ears in my helmet, but I don't have a microphone in there. I took the mic part out because it won't fit real well. So I I can I could hear everything. So I put it on speaker. I'm like, what's up? What's up? And you're like, just call me when I get home. So I finally called him. I thought something was really wrong. I was like, shit, you're still on your bike. Just give me a call when you get done. Right. So when, when someone calls you when you're on the way home, I'm freaking out. Because yeah. I just left like five minutes ago. And he's like, hey, man, this is really freaking me out. And he told me about So tell him what happened. Tell everybody what so, happened. Well, the, so I was just here. I might have even been here by myself. You were. Oh, you were here, you were here by You yourself. and Jared had just left. So you yeah. and Pastor Jared were having a conversation about some stuff. Go. Pastor Jared. Yeah. And then you guys Way to left. Go, Jared. Um, <laughs> And then about 10, five to 10 minutes after you left, I was sitting in the um, lounge labeling cigars and I got up to walk to the front to like start putting some stuff away. 
and we have a doorbell out front and there's a ringer both in the back and in one of the humidors. So that if mm-hmm. I'm here in the morning and the cleaning people show up or UPS shows up and they hit the doorbell, I can hear it in the humidor because you can't hear anything in there. Right. And um, this thing just starts tripping out. But it's not playing like the tone like somebody's ringing the doorbell or anything like that. Yeah. It's like somebody cycling through all the different tones because there's an up and down button on there. And every time you hit the up and down button, it cycles to the next tone. But it was like somebody was like. It was freaking out. I could hear it on the phone. He kept telling me like, hey, like, listen, do you hear that? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, is someone opening the door? I thought like maybe a button was pressed down. Maybe someone needed to hit the reset button. I had punched it like. Push the buttons on it multiple times. But still, it's electronic. So yeah. it could be like right. yeah. a malfunction for sure, potentially. But with all the crap that's gone on here, it always makes us go, Ugh. right? Yeah. 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 Well, it was it was to the point where, well, when I first called you, it stopped immediately. And then when I first called Dave, I was like, dang it, it just stopped again. And then while I was on the phone with Dave, it started happening again. And I was like, okay, you hear this? I'm not crazy. And it just played the same tone at first. It just kept playing the same tone. And then all of a sudden it went berserk again. Yeah. And then finally Dave was like, dude, just unplug it. And I was like, eh, all right, I'll unplug it. Yeah, because it's sitting on, it's sitting on yeah. one of the chairs in the lounge now. And then after I unplugged it. <laughs> As a testimony to Justin's ferocity <laughs> of courage. After I, after I unplugged Gotta it. Gotta face your fears, man. Well, I plugged it back in today so I could hear if somebody came while I was picking orders. Is it still doing it? No, I did it once. It did it once. So it has to be like malfunction. It, maybe it got be. wet. Maybe something happened to it. But how do you explain, other than like me personally, maybe psychologically being creeped out a little bit, how do you explain, you saw me walk, as soon as I walked to put my hand on the humidor, you just see the chills go up my arms and the hair stand up. Well, uh, yes. Yeah, so I, probably I, psychologically I'm creeping myself out, right? That's part of it. I mean, part of it is you can, you can make your, you can, I could, I could make my hair stand up if I was freaked out and freaked yeah, myself absolutely. out if I thought I was out something. But in the same right, most of the time it doesn't happen until you feel like you're freaked out about something. So... Um, but yeah, so that was, that was kind of a thing, but you said, now I, I mean, most of our stories here are well-documented. We have the whole place up here where the people are walking around up top and nobody's there. Uh, I've experienced hearing noises back here. I've closed here myself quite a few times and I've been back here in the warehouse and that's when it gets creepy when it's particularly in the winter, when it gets dark at five yeah. and we're open until seven and I'm like, okay, last two hours. And if, if there's anybody in the lounge, I feel totally fine. But there's been nights before where, like, after 6, nobody else comes. And so, like, I'm here by myself after 6. I'm usually back here working on my working on my computer. And so and the door's locked, but we have the door doorbell on. So I'm like, it's a little creepy. It's a little creepy. And that's when I hear things. I usually ignore them or chalk them up until I heard the the bang out front. And that was the that was the one that, that got me up out of my seat. You guys know about the bang. Not, not, the, not the Indian, but oh. there's a... There's a there's a bang out front. I was closing here one one one, one uh, Saturday night. Was it where the guys across the street make those little things no, and blow them up? Yeah, no, no, not that. These guys are hilarious. Um, no, but uh, there was a bang out in the very front. I, I I thought something dropped, so I went out in front and I'm like, hello. I thought somebody may have walked in or the door was locked, so I didn't understand that. And I thought somebody locked in, but I heard a distinct like it almost like you said it almost. I expected to go out and see a mop handle fly over or yeah. something because we have a mop in the uh, the bathroom right there. No, it was fine. Everything was fine. And I didn't hear anything else. But I just chalked it up to like, well, I must have heard something. A lot of times we were in old buildings, so the building settles once in a while, and you hear pops and cracks. But it wasn't windy out and everything else like that. And it was kind of creepy. It was kind of creepy. That, that's the only time I've ever heard anything outside the time that we did the podcast, and we obviously heard stuff up there. 
That yeah. was that was really creepy. But you've experienced things, like you said, you have a Jerome story. I don't know about. Well, this one is it's not really a supernatural story. So I, I do. Me and my family were kind of into ghost hunting. And I, I've shared the story before. We go to Jerome probably like four times a year. Not just you don't just go to Jerome. You yeah. got to be more specific. Yeah, this that. is a so big deal. We stay. We stay at at the haunted hotel. We stay at the Grand Hotel. We stay at the Spirit Room, which is uh, the biggest. It, it's, it's the. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a big, 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 big like haunted hotel. Yeah, like, like people come from like all over the world to, to, to stay there. To stay there, yeah, and you and stay there four times a year. Yeah, so we we go there a lot. We I just the old insane asylum for the old miners, right? Yeah, it went it was, crazy. It was a hospital for the the miners. Yeah, it was a hospital. Yeah. yeah, so a lot of miners died there. Right. Um, the building across from the Grand Hotel is actually the used to be the morgue. Um, there's an awesome Ghost Adventures episode there where this guy named oh, I forgot his name. Uh, but he designs furniture, and he actually worked out of there, and he had a lot of great stories and experiences that he went through working and having his shop there. So my story, it's not supernatural, and I'm not trying to throw the Grand Hotel under the bus, and they probably shouldn't know that I did this. But one night when I was staying there, I couldn't sleep, so I went exploring. Um, went down one of the hallways. Which I would never do. And it, <laughs> it was it was. Not that late at night. It was probably like 11 o'clock. It was before midnight. I know it was before midnight. And I was, it, it's four stories. So there's four floors. And I went up to the fourth floor. Um, and I was, there's a maintenance room there. And I opened up the maintenance room. And it's just a t- typical maintenance room. So they had like the mops, cleaning supplies in there and whatnot. Why are you just opening random hotel doors, I know, dude. Because I'm nosy. All right. <laughs> so, and they, they shouldn't have left it unlocked. And there's a ladder that goes up to the attic. Up there, like one no of them, like, like one yes. of them fold no down. No, like, no, it's a ladder, like, click, like just click, click, click. bolted no way. to the wall. It goes there, up to the roof, and it goes up to the attic I, up there. And so I climbed. I went up there. No way. Yeah, you did not. I did. Yeah, that's um, such a violation, bro. It, I, this is why that's I didn't. A, I shouldn't have said who, which hotel it was. They're probably never gonna let me. That's v, like come. V there. is for violation. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So I I went up there. And it's like it's a nice attic. It's really high. Like it has high ceilings and stuff like that. So you're There's, in the attic at the Hanna Hotel. In the attic at the Hanna. Shut Hunt. up. Climbed dude. up there by myself and everything. Yes. On God. On God. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. dude. Oh there my was gosh. a Chucky doll. So oh, no, right. <laughs> here's the thing, though. Um, I think it's four stories or three stories. One of the things. So I was up there. And I'm trying to do like EVPs and I'm just sitting there. I'm kind of in my own little what world. What are you doing, I'm, dude? I'm, no I'm, way. Yeah. I'm like, the thing is like nothing genuinely creepy has ever happened to me where it's horrified me to where I'm actually afraid. I'm curious. I'm like one of those people who you hear right, in those right, documentaries right, right. like, oh my God, don't fl- follow the glowing lights. I'm going to follow it. I'm curious. Like it's curiosity definitely did kill the cat. I'm one Dave, of those people. Like, Dave's the fly that goes to the bug zapper and goes, yeah. that blue light's so cool, <laughs> yeah, exactly. man. They're like, don't go to the light, bro. Yeah, that is me. Like I'm the one who. <laughs> was like, oh, you shouldn't do that. I'm like, well, I'm kind of curious. Like, uh, yeah. So there's an attic up there. I climb the ladder. I go up in the attic. And I always have a flashlight on me and everything. And I walk towards back of the attic. And you can see that it's kind of sectioned off by rooms. Like, so, like. You're, 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 you're making this up. No. No. Dude, this is so here's, gnarly. Here's where it gets interesting. So, oh like gosh. I said, nothing paranormal happened to me while I was up there at all whatsoever. I didn't feel uncomfortable. I didn't feel any chills any cold spots or it's gotta be like that. old and smelly and yeah stuff like i mean that. Yeah. It, it looks like they were renovating up there okay so i'm assuming they probably did like an updated renovation i think they were repainting the hotel at the time so there was like some random stuff up there but i had a flashlight and i saw i noticed a, a there's like a crack up there and i shined my flashlight there a couple of times and then i turned it off and i heard somebody scream so obviously the room below there 
could see that light. <gasps> oh, dude. Here's where it gets interesting. No way. Yes. You just shine the light to some poor person. So I'm assuming they think there's, you're there's, a ghost. Yeah. So I'm assuming there's like some crack oh up gosh, there, crawl space <laughs> between the floors yeah, or something. And so there's some light the came down because I hear this lady freaking They're out. They're coming to get me again, George. <laughs> damn it. Probably or it's like aliens or something. Who this She's freaking out. No, so she starts freaking. I can hear her freaking out in the room. So I'm like, shit. Oh, I got a kid. Or you're so a peeping Tom. She's thinking yeah. that too. Right? No, she did not think that. <laughs> she thought it was a ghost. How do I know she thought it was a ghost? They left the hotel. She got so freaked out. She started, and she was there with somebody else. And I literally run down the ladder. I run downstairs. And we, the room we have faces the parking lot. And this lady's losing it. And I can, I'm like telling, I'm telling my wife what I did. And she's like, no, you didn't. I'm like, yeah, I did. And I'm like, we look out the window over the parking lot. And it's a small parking lot. Like, I know, it, I know. It's, it's really there. a small parking yeah. lot. And she's like just screaming, we're not staying there. I saw something. And she's cussing at her partner, her girlfriend, whatever. Like, I saw something. You don't believe me. I told you the door slammed earlier. And now I saw this. Something happened. It's just and, <laughs> and I'm sitting there. I'm like, it was just me. Like, that's what she saw. She saw my flashlight peeking through like a crack or something. And they left. Like, she left in fear thinking that she experienced something paranormal. I want you to look into your camera and apologize to that lady. I am she so sorry this. if you see this. And I, am sorry I don't know for, your name. You, she was driving a white Grand Cherokee Laredo, <laughs> probably early 2000s. Um, so I apologize that that happened to you. That was me. That was like my flashlight beam. Dave's down. not here, so. man. Okay, <laughs> ma'am, ma'am, if you're watching this and you ever see this, please comment that it was you. Please comment as you. And Dave will, Dave will absolutely. But, Reach out to you somehow. And, I will. And make I'll, it up to I'll you. send you a free cigar. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe that, dude. That's but the crazy. They thing legitimately ever. left. They checked out and left. So you were the ghost. I was the ghost. You were the ghost. But okay. it got me thinking, like, how right. many times have people experienced something there that is justifiable that might have been caused by somebody else, but you just didn't know it was caused by somebody else, and it could have been by accident, like me. I didn't do it maliciously. Dude, I to would. Be, I, just so you, like, know, you know, I would. I would. If, if it was me. And I did that first. I would never do that, dude. I would never go up in an attic at night by myself. Never a million, not Hanukkah, not never a million years. Bro. I'd have had my phone I rolling have, the whole time. I gotta dude. find the video. I would have had my phone on the camera going. I did. I had I have video of it on one of my old phones. I gotta find it. But I I I was up there and I have video about the like of it of what I was doing up there. I was like, oh my god, look at this ladder, and I'm climbing up. Can you hear the scream on the phone? No. Oh no. No, because I didn't hear it until like probably like a minute to two minutes afterwards. And I realized like what she was describing was my flashlight. You're on to something though. Hear me out. Don't take my idea <laughs> with AI and with like machine learning and with like Siri, like mm -hmm. that, like think that concept, right? Sure. You could literally set up microphones all over a hotel like that to listen to people ask or say for certain phrases and have AI generated responses back so when people are poking around with an EVP and they're like, why are you still here? It's like, because they left me. So like we could, could design a set up specific haunted hotel based off of AI and machine learning. And add technology in there to where it's you're talking about like Bluetooth speakers like responding back to people. People would catch on. 
That'd be too easy. People would catch on. Think about what you could do with, uh, Hmm. even with what they're doing with like holograms and stuff now, dude. You could could, literally project. We could sell advertising on it. It'd be nuts. The ghost would be like, "Do you want pizza?" Be the best Pizza Hut, Domino's, (laughs) or Papa John's. Like those haunted houses back in Ohio where they like kick you out the window and you fall like thirteen stories out of the hospital. Yeah, there's there's some serious haunted houses back in Ohio, man. (laughs) There's no thirteenth floor. floor. Yeah, Yeah, that's why that's why I said that. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It's like an old hospital, and like you have to sign a waiver. They will literally like kick you out of the side of a building window. So I know. Of, awesome. I went to school with one of the first guys that designed that. And really? Did that. Yeah. It was back in 90, I guess I was in school in 94, in college. It was Nin- in the 90s when yeah. it blew up. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. 94, he was one of the first ones to start Steve. I Huge TV name. ads, bro. Oh, dude, he made bank. <laughs> that was the first time I ever heard about the carnivore 13 diet. floors of hell then. or something yeah. like yeah. that. They, they have, have those here. They have those oh, here, yeah. too. He, they They're just copied now. what he did. But it started and originated in Ohio. Oh, wow. Oh, That's yeah. interesting. Everything comes from Ohio, then leaves, leaves Ohio because we don't want to be in Ohio anymore. <laughs> Everything good comes from Ohio. That and then when people have, like, I feel bad about this. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna state this for the record, but like when I hear people like you know, Ohio forever and stuff like that, I'm like, have you been anywhere else, bro? Like it's nice. It's yeah, nice I've never heard there. someone I like, I want to move to Ohio. Not many people. Well, Columbus, Mike. Columbus. Yeah, Mike. Mike's the only Mike one. Mike was to Ohio. Yeah. It trips me out every time he says that. Like yeah. I've been looking yeah. at somebody else. Was I love, talking I love about Ohio. Back. Ohio's best in the fall. In the fall is the best time in Ohio. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, yeah, 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 it probably is. So not, not, no, nothing against Ohio. I love Ohio, Ohio or my people and everything else like that. But the fall is the best time. I think in Ohio, you got football, church starts getting, kicking up again and everything else like that. It's just kind of a cool thing for the fall. Leaves are turning. Everything is beautiful. You got the bonfires with your boys. Oh, yeah, dude. From like, from like September all the way through probably December. It's incredible. You're probably I mean, burning another school's mascot or beating the shit out of some car that's decorated like the other school. That's true. Then you go kill they them do on that. Friday they do night. That. Oh yeah, a lot dude. of pride in high school there, huh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Oh, we never did that here. No, oh, bro. This is ne- football here. Bro. Football here versus Ohio is ridiculously different. Bro, you yeah. know one of those teeth marks in my knuckles I just showed you? <laughs> oh, God. That was from a football game, bro. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> that 100%. I was uh, I was spectating. Yeah. You were spectating? Yeah. And weren't some, even in the game. No, nah, dude, this kid showed up and he was like talking about, so there was rumors going around that he wanted to fight one of my buddies that I grew up next to when I lived up there in Cleveland. And um, somebody like said he pulled a knife. Oh, damn. So like after the game, these like two big crowds formed. And I got in the middle of them and started pushing everybody away, turned my back, and got my guys to start backing up. And this kid walked up behind me and hit me in the back of the head and then took off. That was a mistake. <laughs> but, yeah, there was always fights, dude. Every, every every freaking Friday night, dude, kids were fighting under the bleachers, dude. It's true. It's true. Every Ohio, Friday. Ohio is a bunch of hillbillies, dude. A bunch of hillbillies. It's Hatfields and McCoys all over. Your That's school's a bunch of sheep. Yeah, dude. <laughs> no, you're a bunch of sheep. Yeah, dude. And they fight. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. I love how you censor yourself. That's amazing. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, l- l- let's move on then. So, like, so, so that's a crazy story, dude. That's that's yeah. the craziest thing I've ever, I've ever, I can't imagine. That I think made. it's comical now. I, I thought it was funny at the how time. How long ago was that? This was years ago. This is probably back in 2015. You know how many lives 20s? you took off that poor lady's life, dude, just scaring the bejesus out of her with yeah, a flashlight? Dude. Yeah. Well, but then it made me think, like, dude, like, there has to be, like, more, like, a I'm a big skeptic when it comes to ghosts and things like that. I always yeah. question yeah. everything because um, I, I feel like thing, most things can be justified. Mm-hmm. I love watching ghost shows. I think they're very mm-hmm. entertaining, but I think a lot of it's like, you know, like if you guys watch Ghost Adventures, like Zach Baggins, I think that's, yeah, how his, that's his name. Um, 
I think he's just acting most of the time. Like, he is. He's like, he sees like, oh my God, did you see that orb? Oh, could this be? And they see, just make up a story behind the, it. The hard part about a lot of the stuff that you see on TV and, and even YouTube and everything like that, like the Nukes Top 5. Have you seen that channel? Uh-uh. Or, or Chills? Or any of those guys that are on YouTube? So the weird thing behind that, <laughs> what are you doing, dude? I just figured I'd sit here and do the dice clay while I was watching. I got you. I got you. <laughs> can we, can we duck? Um, but here, here's, here's the reality. It is staged. Yeah. Most of it is staged. So those guys who are like, and that's the thing. My son loves to make fun of these guys because they'll, they'll be somewhere and all of a sudden they'll be like, got really cold. And it's all subjective. Yeah. I mean, you can't tell if it really got cold. Even if they, I mean, it got cold and I felt I was shoved. I mean, I could sit there and go like, oh, did you guys feel that? Yeah. I mean, you can't really Someone tell. Someone falls down some stairs like, oh my God, something right. pushed me down. You're right, just, right. you're clumsy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, that can, but there, but I have seen things that are irrefutable in my, in my experience that other people have seen, I, th- I think the biggest one has to be the the drawer in the kitchen with the dog. I mean, that's the one you've heard that story. Yeah, that where you thought the kid was underneath the sink pushing the drawer out, but the kid walked around the corner and was like, "What the heck's going on in here?" So that, that's the question I have for you guys. What is the most unrefutable thing that you've seen? And I, I'll, I'll tell you mine real quick, and I want to hear your most unrefutable one that people go, "Yeah, that's kind of hard to not to not see." So I was with my, with my son. My son was probably, I think, he was a sophomore in high school, and his friends were asking him questions about God. Now, I was a pastor at the time. Uh, or just I just retired from the pastorate, and he was uh, he was like, Dad, I have some questions for you. My friends were asking, so we we're talking about God and everything like that. And my do- my two hundred pound English Mastiff Penny was sitting in between us and the kitchen, and we have kind of like a large, large, large you know kitchen dinette place. And uh, what ended up happening it was actually at this table. We we're sitting at this table across from each other. This is the old kitchen table. So for the yeah, dude who was like kitchen, kitchen table, table, yeah, yeah, it's a kitchen <laughs> table, dude. It's a Viking table, so. Suck on that. Anyway, so <clears throat> I hate when people like proud of this table. I love this table, dude. <laughs> this table's been my family for since Jim and I got married. Oh wow, yeah, dude, I love it, dude. Twenty eight years, man. Um, maybe a little newer than that. I'm not sure. Anyways, long story short, Cam and I are sitting at this table, and out of nowhere, the kitchen drawer that has has all the silverware shoots out, and I thought I, I was getting got by my kids, like they're scaring me. It was around Halloween, whatever, and I'm like, yeah, right. And Cam's freaked out. My dog jumps up and starts growling over there. And I thought Madeline, my youngest one, was hiding underneath the, the kitchen cabinet. So I'm like, whatever, good one. You know, and the whole thing is like, you get 20 bucks, you scare dad. Okay, yeah. if you can scare me, scare me, because I don't scare easy. And I was like, all right, you, you earned that one. That kind of scared me. And Madeline comes around the corner. And I'm like, what? And I go kind of the, under the uh, the cabinetry, and nothing's there, and nothing could have cost that. And it happened again later. And and everybody saw that. It was my son, me, in your current Madeline. house you're living in now. No, this no, is the one. This one Janice Way up here. Yeah, on Janice Way. So if you were, if you live in Janice Way, you know it. That, that, that house is, is freaky. We've never had anything remotely like that happen at the house we're at now. But I would say the Janice Way, absolutely. And John Cabot, the one that I was at beforehand, that one too. Yeah, that stuff falling off the little Indian dude up front. That was the creepy. little statue was was pretty creepy. Yeah, I remember you guys when you guys told me that one. That was that the thing is that is hardcore in there. Right. Yeah, it was, that it was, was glued weird. on. It was glued on. Yeah. Because there's not really, there's nothing in that area that would vibrate enough to cause that. Right. Like somebody would have to like somebody would have to slam that humidor door harder than he slams it. I slam it right. Hard, so yeah. that you know, so that was kind of weird for sure. So um, what what's the most irrefutable thing that you've seen that like man. I mean, it may have just been you, but you're like, this has to be supernatural. Mm. Yeah, it has. I mean, what else are you going to tell me? How else are you going to explain the drawer shooting out by itself? I don't know how to. I don't know how you explain it. 
It couldn't be magnetized or anything because there's other metal stuff in the kitchen that would have done that. And I even thought that that the the silverware would have been magnetized, and, and the silverware wasn't magnetized because I, I took the, you know, I took the magnets and wouldn't. I think it's, I think it's aluminum mm. or something. I don't know. I'm trying to think, man. I was like just looking off into space, trying to think of anything that's like, other than, other than the only thing I can kind of remember, and I think I've told this story before on like an early podcast. Um, when I grew up in in Ohio, there used to be a, a an old folks home across the street called the Pithing Home. Okay. And most of the, my life when I was growing up, it was empty. So there was a big open field across the street from me that was like their like giant front lawn that they would use for events and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we used it to play football, soccer, hit golf balls, whatever, right? We played in it all the time. And my buddy Devin lived right up on the hill right there at the, where the field kind of started. And then it was just his house and then the field and then the pithing home was behind it. And there were a couple nights where we would be out goofing around and you could almost swear there was like somebody peeking out the curtains like looking at you and it had been empty for years um it's hard to say like probably like 10 to 15 years later the police department ended up buying it and using it to train canines so they would actually like put a suspect in a room somewhere in the the pithing home like in the old folks home and then they would run run the dog through and try to find or drug you know doing drug searches things like that through houses and sweeps so i think the city started using it but this was, you know, 15 years prior that that we would have seen stuff, and and you saw you saw stuff, yeah, and yeah. my probably two or three times, and then my buddy Devin actually had a Polaroid that he took because there was a statue that sat on the far end of it. Um, there was another road that went par- like perpendicular, you know, this way. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. So our road went this way. There was the big field, and there was another road that went this way. And on this end of the Pithing Home was a statue, and Devin had a picture of the statue. And if you look real close, it kind of looks like somebody's hanging out behind the statue going like there's a kid taking a picture with his arm on the, around the statue. But again, that was a, a, fo- a Polaroid from the 19, like 98, dude, like 99. Like who knows what that Polaroid printed out like. Just when digital cameras coming into their own. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're still taking it to the freaking place and coming back and getting it. You know So would I mean? you would you say, Dave, that you have irrefutable? No. Oh, really? You yeah. know what? Our Apache Death Cave experience was pretty creepy, dude. That's See, I've had weird mean, things like but, that happen. But it's explainable. Yeah. Uh, hitting yeah. A t- running a, oh, your tire over a rock and we didn't let the air out of the, p- you know, the PSI was too high and we popped a tire. That's logical, right? Yeah. But yeah. It, but it, it was just very so, creepy. It was so, yeah, it just so happened right beforehand. You're like, do not cross this barrier. You're going you're gonna to piss off the, the dead the ancestors. The ancestors. I'm like, this. I don't believe in that. You know, because I'm a Christian, I don't believe that you know the only ancestors or anything. I have (laughs) the only thing I have is uh, I do a lot of backpacking and backpack hunting. Oh yeah, dude, some Um, creepy stuff in the woods, dude. And the one thing is, there's this certain part of Arizona, and I've I've camped here and backpacked in this area like so many times. Where's it at? It's got to be the rim. No, this it's. I'm not going to reveal the exact location, but around where it's. I guess the closest it's. It's Unit 21, so if you guys are hunters, you guys know that area. Um, Rover Mine, I'll say that. There's a mine close by, an old mine that closed down that actually people own it now. They live on that land. I think I know where that is. Um, I don't, but and I never will. I'll I was, never go there. I was out there, and I backpacked like probably like six miles away from anyone, and I set up my, my camp and everything like that. By and yourself? By myself, yeah. With your dog? Anybody? Uh, just, just me, you. solo, man. I do it all by myself. A lot of guys don't like going with me just because it's a they don't want to backpack that hard, 
or two that just don't have the the right equipment to go up there. Here's me begging Dave for a year, dude. I got places <laughs> we need to go, bro. What are you doing? Get off the couch, Dave. <laughs> I'm off the couch now. Nice this weekend. What are you it doing? Beautiful. It's still too hot, too hot to be honest. Oh, my I'm God. Going camp, I'm going camping at least this weekend. too hot. Yeah. Just for one night? Yeah, just one night. Yeah. My wife. He, he don't do more than one night, dude. Yeah, no, no, dude. He'll, no. he'll, like, roll out in the middle of the night when he wakes up, like, uh, 4 a.m. time to go. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. But I was out there by myself. Um, and this was a four day hunt. So I was going to be out there for four days by myself. And whenever I like, I just, I sleep so well when I go backpacking and I don't know if it's just cause I'm, I'm burnt out. I'm exhausted from all the, mm-hmm. the physical activities that are involved in doing Indeed. this. Um, I sleep so well, but I have really vivid dreams. And this was before I was going to sleep. Um, it was probably like 10 o'clock at night. I stay up. I, I, I don't have cell phone service out there, so I download like videos on my phone and stuff, and I'll watch videos. I, I look at pictures and stuff. I, I have like um, digital books and stuff like that that I'll read. Um, but I doze off. I go to sleep, and a sound wakes me up, and I, I can't explain what the sound was, but it just woke me up at the at that specific time. And I'm like listening, and I'm like, what is that sound? And I hear a lady screaming for help. It's always a trap, dude. Exactly. Um, and I, I hear it like. I was on top of this ridge and then it goes down into a deep wash and then goes back up to another ridge. And it sounded like it was coming from the other side of that ridge. And I was like, I'm hearing things. I heard it again. And then I heard it again. And then I heard it again. And she was screaming, help, help. My instincts kicked into like, go see if somebody needs help. Somebody needs me. But I did. And I stay put. I I don't know why I, I stayed put. Partially, yeah, it was it was kind of creepy, and I was kind of questioning it, uh, but then it just stopped. But you had your firearm on you, of course. I'm yeah. always strapped. Yeah. Um, but then later on, I had this weird dream that same night of this old lady who visited me at my camp, and it was a dream. And she told me she hiked over that ridge, and that she was over there, and I forgot what she was saying in my dream, but it was very vivid. And then I woke up. I'm like, man, that was a creepy dream. And I woke up, and it was probably like. 4.30 o'clock, like 4.30 a.m. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, well, I got to wake up anyway and start my hike in because I usually hike into my spots like at, at, at nighttime and then wait till the sun comes up. Um, but that I can't explain. I can't explain what I heard. But I do know like the law of like skinwalkers and other things like that. If you hear something like Three that, things. Don't, don't follow it. Your name? Nobody out there knows your freaking name. If somebody's saying your name, they don't know you. Two, it's usually a lady or a kid screaming for help. There's a lady and a kid screaming for help out there. We got bigger problems, especially if you don't even know where you're at. Yeah. And then the third one is um, dogs. It'll sound like a dog barking or a dog's in trouble, and it'll lure you. And a lot of times it'll sound like if you have a dog, what, it'll what, sound what, like what, your what, dog. What, what are you talking about when you say three things? These uh, are these are Native American like skin skinwalker skin rules. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, so what are these skinwalker things? Oh, I, I keep hearing about this stuff. And so you got this, this one. Like a skin a skinwalker. Yeah, it's like a shapeshifter. Native so witchcraft. It's like a spirit, and they can change their forms. So it's a demon. It's all you had to say, Bradley. It's a demon. Pretty much. Yeah. Thanks, it's a, it's a, de- a Native American so demon. There's a cave on the uh, Apache Reservation. And essentially what happens is, is, um, and I think this was on one of Peter's videos, Peter Santanello's videos, mm-hmm. where he was with the Hopi tribe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they actually climb up to this cave, and that cave is where 
if you were a Native American and you wanted to... They pretty much told him not to go in that game. Yeah, and you wanted to take on the ability to be a skinwalker, you basically go into that cave and you sacrifice. And from my understanding, it's a family member. What? And you basically... Demonic. If, is it a family member? I don't. I forgot what it was, but pretty much some sort of weird you, sacrifice. You have to give a, a sacrifice, a gift, and and the way I interpret it, it's pretty much like selling your soul. Like you're pretty much in there selling your soul to something, okay. and when you walk out, you so have that's where these, Hollywood uh, goes. Okay. You have these magical abilities, and they pretty much like the 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 tribe he was with. They pretty much said like, "This is the closest we'll get to it." And he walked a little bit closer, but in this area, you can find like old Native American pottery just laying all over the ground. And bones yeah bones like dead animals and he he was like yeah i'm not going to go in there but i'll get close to it but they pretty much stay away from that because they say in a sense yeah like you, native witchcraft yeah it's the best way to explain it so a skinwalker in a sense is pretty much i guess in your terms would be a demon who can transform into things and their goal is to kind of like win your soul over they get paid in souls they they want to take over your soul that makes sense biblically speaking yeah yeah so yeah. And, and they trap people so people go follow those calls for help they follow them and then they're never seen again or you're mad at somebody and you want to seek revenge so you go and you 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 take on the skinwalker thing and then you go try to do bad things to these people like yeah that like so there's rumors Curses. of there's yeah that's what I want that's what I'm talking about there's rumors of uh like the military even using native like skinwalkers to like freak out other people in like the civil war and stuff like that all right so okay this is this took a turn that I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't expecting but as one does so here's my question then for for you guys I did watch a show recently called Dark Winds on HBO on Paramount I can't remember so where you fart in the dark and light it on fire? No, uh, that's, that's a different code, <laughs> dark wind. But it's it's about the Native American witchcraft stuff, and there's yeah. a witch in there and talk about skinwalkers. What's it called everything. again? Dark winds. Dark winds. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It. it was an okay show, with the really slow, and the, the the culmination or the crescendo wasn't all that interesting, to be honest with you. But on the show, so so dark winds, they talk about skinwalkers and everything else like that. So. I'm starting to be more familiar with this idea of what, what skinwalkers are and stuff. What so. was the, I'm curious what their like concept of skinwalkers was because where I first heard about them was actually from um, some Native American guys we used to work with with horses back home in Ohio, and they would tell us about um, like hearing things at night, and that was one of the first things they told us because we were moving cows on this cattle ranch, and we were they were helping us with new horses, and they said. If you ever hear your name, you ever hear what sounds like your dog, and you ever uh, and you ever hear uh, some lady crying for or a kid crying for help, it's probably a skinwalker. So, Native American blood runs in my family. Uh, a long time ago, when I was did these cigar reviews, I would yell tomahawk or something like that because I would <laughs> talk about that. I, I've come to find out I'm more Irish and Scottish and German and Welsh than I am Native American. But on my grandfather's side, he's actually mostly Native American or full Cherokee. Um, so as a result of that, uh, my grandmother used to tell my, to my mom, these stories of her grandmother telling her, and it was, it was to keep the kids in at night. And, but she swears this is true that at one point, um, my grandmother was in Kentucky in the Hills, of Kentucky. And she said, if you went out in the Hills of Kentucky at night, a skinwalker or a demon, uh, would chase you up a tree and it would circle the tree. Uh, essentially until you came down um, or until 
dawn, essentially. So my grandmother tells stories of this, like that actually happened to her, you know, where she actually went up the tree and so on and so forth. Uh, this, would be, this would be my great grandmother. My grandmother, Mossy, Mossy Sue is her name to tell you what kind of hillbilly she was, uh, at a Hazard, Hazard County, Kentucky, Pineville. Um, it's, it's a very, it's a very different thing. So they, they, down in the hillbilly, you know, hollows down there, they definitely have superstition things with these skinwalker ideas and everything else like is that. Is that by because, the Appalachian Mountains? Yes, yeah, most definitely in Appalachian Mostly Mountains. Shawnee and Cherokee lands. Yeah, yeah. So uh, in my in my, fam- my mom looks Cherokee. My, my uncles and my my cousins really look Cherokee. They look, I mean, they have. I have some of the eyes, but my, my Uncle Bill, Uncle Jimmy, Uncle Coy, um, <clears throat> they, my, they my really My cousin look. Alex is a pretty good example of oh, what, yeah, 100%. What somebody who's Cherokee. Yeah, he looks, he looks Cherokee, 100%. Yeah. So, um, but it's, it's really interesting because I know that that's part of the, the tradition and everything like that. Uh, putting it into a theological context for me, I would just say it's demonic. You yeah. know? And I would say it's completely possible. You know, it's completely possible. So when I hear stuff like that, the only time I've ever heard anything like you're talking about, I used to go camping a lot, more than just one night, uh, mostly just one night, uh, with my kids in the desert. And have you been to Table Mesa before? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we go out there, you know, I get off, at a, get, off, get off the cigar shop at a Friday, take Camden in particular, my son, out there, and we'd sleep on the desert floor. You know, we have sleeping bags, sleep on the desert floor. And uh, it's really eerie because you could see all the other campfires yeah. around you. And people are just primitive camping there, so there's no, like, set spots to go camping. But you look, at, look around the mountains, you see probably five or six different campfires, and, and they roll the hills, roll and stuff like that, and you can see all that. Um, and there were times out there that he'd be asleep and I'd be awake and I would hear things. For sure, I'd hear screams. I figured there's other campers. Yeah. Or something like hear screams. Or um, I brought my dog out there once, uh, Marley, who passed away. Uh, I brought Marley out there once. He disappeared on on me, and he usually stayed right next to the camp. He disappeared and came back, and uh, I heard him barking, and there were coyotes chasing him. You know, so, like, that was kind of a an interesting thing. So I, I've seen – I think I think I told you about the time I, I – I, Camden and I, when he was older, I think he was probably – 17 or 18 at this point we i went further back in uh not table mesa but i was in uh, bloody basin mm-hmm. so i was i was close to sheep bridge uh very very far back further than i've ever gone back towards the sheep bridge before yeah and in a different path i've never gone before and we came up on this patch of land that was all green i was like this is kind of cool let's camp here he's like yeah dad that sounds cool so we t- we had marley with us and marley got out marley goes uh hunting around and so on and so forth and brings back this leg of a of a deer, it's just a deer leg that was cut off. So I'm thinking poachers or something like that, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, is there still like fur on there? Oh yeah, oh, oh wow. fresh. It was a fresh kill, and then blood on it and everything. Uh, it was a fresh kill, and I was like, whoa, this is kind of weird. And uh, then he goes back out and he gets another one and another one. And he brings in three legs, and I'm like, okay, this is Cam's trying start, to feed you. Yeah, Cam's Cam's starting to freak out. Cam's like, what? What is this, Dad? I'm like, I don't know. And then we ha- we happened on this campfire that looked ritualistic. And was set up in a certain way and everything like that. And I was like, this is weird. We're not camping here, dude. We're not camping here. We're, we'll go somewhere what else. What time of year was it? Uh, it was usually falls when we go camping out there. Like coming up right now, probably close to October. Yeah, because yeah. October deer season up there opens up in October. It also opens up in August. Back in those times, it's also open December and January. So it could have been, could have been a hunter because that's the first thing you do is like you hack off the legs. Yeah. But you take the meat, you debone it. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. It was really crazy. But, I mean, I've never seen a skinwalker. I've never seen anything I thought would be a skinwalker or anything else like that. But I know that you don't want out, to. out here, yeah, out here it's a, it's a major thing. And you see videos like this all the time yeah. on, on YouTube so, of skinwalkers, maybe it's a skinwalker, things like that. 
I'm curious on the on the curse thing though, right? Like, because there's there's a lot of stuff like Hawaii is huge on like there's a lot of weird stuff with Hawaii, right? So if you go on like an island and you find a really piece of like beautiful volcanic rock, it's actually like there's legend that says if you take the rock from the island, that bad spirits follow you home. Yeah, they're, they're, they've said that Native American Brady things bunch. too. Yeah. Brady Bunch did a whole thing on that. Really? Oh yeah, they had a whole story. That's your for, era, dude. I don't. Yeah, Brady Bunch had a whole story. Oh, oh yeah, wipe that off. I know. The cigar just fell in the ashtray. You guys can't uh, see this on camera, but uh, Brad just dropped his Brad's cigar ash. Uh, in the ashtray. Full of ashes, by the way. Uh, but okay. yeah, like, like, do you think that like... So like one of my biggest fears when it comes to supernatural demon realm, I guess you could say. Sure. Is that my wife goes to Goodwill and brings home some freaking tchotchke that's like possessed, dude. And it's got some freaking poltergeist in it. I gotta hit it with a baseball bat out back and freaking obliterate it with. So a you're saying like, can something. items be cursed? Just in general, like like in curses and like, do you like do you think people get cursed? Well, that, and that's what I texted you. Yeah, go ahead and tell them the, tell them the story. Dave. So like the full story is like, yeah, yeah. I texted you. I'm making these life changes and stuff. Um, we in our family, we kind of had a recent falling out with uh, certain people. Um, and it's it's on my wife's side of the family. And during a conversation, you know, um. My wife's grandma's very religious, mm-hmm. always been religious. She prays for my house. She prays for us all the time. Mm-hmm. Great, great lady. Love, love her to death. She's an amazing woman. Um, and, you know, her, one of her family members does practice witchcraft. When you say religious, I, I say Christian. Christian. Because I define She's it. Because when you, say reli- when you say religious, that's a, that's a plethora of different religions. I'm saying Christian, and I define it as that. So when she people, has a I know Christian belief. I know what people okay. mean when they call me religious. I know that you yeah. know because they like I know about your faith. You talk about it a lot, so you're religious. But when we talk about that, we're talking about distinctly Christian. Christian, okay, yeah. Okay, good. yeah, yeah. So and she brought it to her attention that like you know that her and her new friends that she hangs out with do practice certain things. This is the friend of your grandma. Uh, this well, this it's my wife's family and okay, her okay. grandma was saying like that she uh, her, her her other family member participates in these things who we had the falling out with. Sure. And that it's possible that she could have brewed the old, the old chicken foot, dude. Yeah, put put a little curse on us and stuff. So I called you and asked you about it to talk, to pick your brain. I'm like, could this be real? Because a lot of weird things have been happening. Right, they have nothing like out of the ordinary, like things moving in our house, but just negative things, things breaking in my bad house. Bad juju. Been, yes, bad juju. Things things breaking down. Um, randomly that should have not broken down at all. Well, like your electrical panel blowing up. Yeah. Like that's kind of weird. That's kind of weird. just had to fix the water oh, heater. Right. Leaking pipe in the front. And I remember I came into the shop and I said there was like my son's Jeep battery just randomly died out of nowhere that we just had to replace. That was the, the latest thing. Just a bunch of random. But they crap. can all be explained by being but old. But they can all be explained. So, but it just nothing like this has ever happened. It's like just seems every like a stream of bad week. luck. Just a stream of things just going on. So, to Brad's advice and stuff like that, you had a great conversation with me that I truly appreciate. Um, you know, you kind of reviewed and went over some things with me and told me some things that I should be doing, and I did. I made those changes, and so far since I've made those changes, nothing has out of the ordinary has happened. So, I in my head was thinking like, maybe there is something to being cursed. Maybe there is like some bad juju that was put on us and stuff. So I don't know. I don't know if being like, if someone can actually be cursed or voodoo dolls are real or anything like that, but it's just one of those things that I wonder about. Yeah. So I'll reveal what I told you. I think it's important. Yeah. So, um, do I believe people can be cursed by other people? Uh, yes. 
Uh, I believe that so much as uh, demons listen. And if they want to deceive somebody even more so, then they will do whatever the person's telling them to do to make that person feel powerful. Yeah. You know, if you would. Um, but make no mistake, they don't control the demons. The demons do whatever they want. Uh, and that is always to discredit God and to disavow Christianity and, and, and Jesus. That's the whole purpose of their existence. Uh, they already know they're, they're, they're destined to hell, and then we take as many people as they, they can with them. So by any chance, if they can disavow you, disavow your family, get you to believe that if you just take a chicken foot and cut off a chicken's head and drip blood all over your house, it's going to be better, which it won't. Um, but a lot of people believe that. It'll take sage and take sage around the house. Yeah, and stuff yeah, like I've that. seen that. Uh, it doesn't really do anything. Just sets um, the smoke alarm off. Right, right. It, it does. Smells weird. Uh, it does I'm smell. laughing because of what I told you after you came and talked to Brad. Dave's walking out, and I'm like, all right. And then after you do what Brad told you, Burn sage. we need sage, something else. I forget what else I said. And we need to hike this mountain butt naked <laughs> and dance on the top of it with a rain stick and right. burn this sage. Um, Dave's like, nah, I think I'll just do what Brad said. So, <laughs> so our conversation was good. Part of it was private. Now it's sit between you and I. But the other part of it was... Um, this has been ha- this 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 has been asked of me more than five times, and I said the same thing. And I don't think it's a candid response. Uh, a can response. I think it's candid, meaning like I, I really intentional about what I say. So, for example, somebody somebody who is cursed to believe that there's maybe a demonic presence or something like that in the house. Um, I don't believe there needs to be a priest or you know. I definitely need to tell a believer about it. If you go to a church, tell your pastor about it or something like that. Um, we had that happen at our at our at our house in Dublin, Ohio. Uh, had all the church had all the it was so crazy in Dublin, Ohio, that when I asked the guy who planted me as far as the church planting organization, I said, have you guys ever heard, you guys ever experienced this stuff before? Like I'm experiencing it. Uh, and I'm talking real weird demonic stuff from like a bowling ball dropping out in the middle of, of the I'm bedroom. I'm sure we talked about it. Yeah, we did. Um, to where I was pushed out of the bed before my head was hit several times. I was physically assaulted by a, a, a demonic presence, I believe. Oh, wow. Uh, several times. My wife saw it. My wife envisioned this. My kids saw it. Uh, so it wasn't something I'm just making this stuff of my own. Uh, the, the church planning organization leader looked at me and goes, we haven't even heard of this kind of stuff, man. Your story is outlandishly crazy. And I'm like, but I'm not nuts. But I thought I was losing it though. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, something's going on. Uh, all the elders came over and, and prayed and that simmered down a little bit, but it, it definitely followed us back here to John Cabot and then Janice Wayne. And then ever since we've gone to, uh, um, uh, where I live now, I won't tell the address of that, but where we live now, um, there's somebody who doesn't live with us anymore, and that's Savannah. And Savannah was the very first person to ever see anything supernatural in our whole family. Uh, she's a very vivid story we've talked about before on the podcast. Oh, yeah, we had Camden on, if you find the episode with Camden. Yeah, and Savannah was on, too. Yeah, Savannah was on, Yeah, too. Savannah came on yeah. a, uh, later and told it. She yep. did. Um, so, I forgot about that. What was crazy about your experience and what, I, what I've told people is um, if you have a Bible, go get a Bible. Open it up to John chapter one, uh, the book of John. In the book, book of John, John chapter one, it talks about Jesus and the Word became flesh, Word dwelt among us. Um, it's all about Jesus essentially and how how things were created and, and so on and so forth. Um, open it up, lay it on your kitchen table, place two things where the pages can't do that. I would also read John chapter one out loud. Uh, demons do listen, you know, but you have to believe what you're reading. By the way, you can't just sit there and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna do this because Bradley told me to." You know, it's not, it, that doesn't work that way. Um, and so to be a believer and to believe that God is more powerful than the devil, more powerful than fallen angels and everything like that is critical to, uh, stopping any of this stuff. Um, and, and I would pray out loud so demons could hear and so on and so forth in the name of Jesus. And I would say the name of Jesus very loudly. 
Uh, it, it, it says in Scripture that demons shudder at the name of Jesus, and we also see that in Scripture whenever uh, a demonic entity, particularly the, the man who was, f- the, who was full of demons, his name was Legion, they nicknamed Legion. He says, who are you? Jesus asked him, and he says, I am Legion, I am Legion. for I am many. You know, um, that, that man was shuddering, and he asked, he asked Jesus, don't send me to the abyss, send me to this, the herd of pigs. You remember this whole story? Because the herd of pigs, and the pigs run off the cliff and they die. So um, the, na- the name of Jesus is very powerful, but said it said tritely and said jokingly and so on and so forth, which I think is a great opportunity to talk about what we talked about earlier. Uh, when is, how, do you, how, how can you joke in God's name and not be blasphemous? I yeah, like where's the, the line? Where's of, the yeah. line? That's a good question. Where's he laughing and where's he going, all right, little smiter? Right, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See how um, this works out, you little pissant. Yeah, so... So when I, I told you to do what I, what I told you to do, I said, I'm, I'm dead serious about this. Um, I'll be praying for you as well. I think what prayer does in particular in the, in the angelic realm is it lessens Satan's grip uh, and it bolsters angelic armies, meaning, um, and this is, this is what, by nature of what I see happening in Scripture, when people pray, God shows up, God does incredible things. Uh, it says things like, you know, the prayer of a righteous man availeth much, meaning like, conquers much, uh, does much. And so, um, and the only way that any of us are righteous is by God's grace. So it doesn't mean that your actions make you righteous or anything else yeah. like that. Um, but, uh, a, a righteous man will have act- righteous actions. So in that, in that particular instance, I think one of the critical things is doing that, saying that, and then what were the results? Tell them the results. Everything's been fine since. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel great. House feels great. Nothing's happened. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's one of those situations where, you know, when something bad happens, like, in a row, especially since I started right. to better myself, right? you question things. Yeah, you when know? you start people, and, and the way that our minds work, curiosity work, we're, we're looking for the reason why, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the answer, because there's nobody there to give you that reason, that answer why, really, outside of God, right, and, mm-hmm. and prayer and, and the Bible, there's nobody else giving you the answer to that. So your brain's going to fill in everything that it can possibly fill in to get that answer until you find one that sounds like it fits your narrative, right? So that's that's one of the, the – mine's so powerful, man. I, I, I think that some Christians will listen to this and go, that sounds like Christian voodoo to me. Uh, it's not Christian voodoo, and it's not name it, claim it stuff either because I well, don't believe in that. Well, think about know? it this way, right? Mm-hmm. We're all just flesh and blood on this earth, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, in a way, the – the the devil's playground, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. If you're not guarded with some sort of armor, then you're vulnerable to the the entities that essentially ruled around this this planet and this earth that we walk on, right? So when you arm yourself with, you know, the the shield of the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ as your shepherd, yeah. then he's walking next to you with his rod and his staff, mm-hmm. and then you're not in fear of walking through you're referring the valley, to yeah, you're, the valley of shadow. You're death, refer- right? referring to Psalm 23, um, mm-hmm. but a better verse actually is Ephesians chapter six, where it talks about put on the whole armor of God. Yeah, that was where, good. I couldn't remember where that yeah, came from, but I where knew it, it talks was about there. the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith, the uh, the breastplate of righteousness. Yeah. It talks about and the and when Paul's talking about that, he's using he, he's using metaphorical things to, and he's he, he's. He's connecting with Roman people. He's writing a who letter under, to who the understand, church. Yeah, who understand like what a shield is used for, what a sword is used for, and everything else like that. Um, because it's it's a real battle that we're in. If you don't believe that we're in a spiritual battle today, have you not <laughs> watched TV for more than five minutes? Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's it the, the devil and demonic entities are celebrated now. 
I mean, outlandishly, brashly. Yeah. You know, and so in so many ways where it's like, this is creepy, man. It I, really is. I asked you a question earlier today, and through this conversation, it kind of made me realize something. So I asked you if you heard or or had gotten any wind on any channels about how many times the word God was said or used in the MTV Video Music Awards this year. Mm-hmm. Every I feel like me, my wife turned it on because we just could, we were just like, what are we watching? We're eating dinner. It's getting late. We mm-hmm. didn't really want to put on anything we cared about, so we just we threw that on. It was on. Sure, sure. And um, it was really interesting to see all the artists, you know, thank God for where they got to. But you never hear anybody thank Jesus Christ for what he did. Right. So it's kind it's kind of weird on how like is Hollywood playing into the right God, the wrong God. So it, it there's it's well there's spiritual it, warfare going on and it's hard to decipher between them. It's there, very there's, hard. There's yeah. two people in Hollywood that are doing some really three people I think that are doing some really cool things, courageous things. Mel Gibson, Ice Cube, and Jim Caviezel. Ice Cube, Ice Cube. I mean, they're they're not playing hey. the Hollywood game. They're exposing Hollywood for who they are. What Ice Cube say? You know, what? if you were scared, go to church. Yeah, I mean, that, <laughs> I'm telling, I'm telling you, man. Like Ice Cube's getting all West kinds Coast. of ridic- ridicule right now oh, because yeah. he's not, he's standing up against the Hollywood machine, saying this stuff's this stuff's not just like bad; it's demonic. Okay, and the sound of freedom came out. That was a huge thing on child trafficking. Jim Caviezel, Mel Gibson, all these people get I still all, haven't seen that. Get yeah, all kinds right. of. I mean, it'll, it'll be streaming soon. You know, I'm looking forward to watching Hopefully. it streaming. Yeah. So I mean, what? But you see that like everything that's happening in Hollywood, it's indicative. I mean, it's just art reflecting life. That's what life has been for for a very long time. And now, and keep this in mind: every time you watch a movie, they're always preaching a message to you. Like that's why it's important to decipher things for your kids, for what's going on. When they're when they're when a Hollywood movie makes it really big, it's either very very just entertaining, or there's a message there that resonates with you that you're going, okay, why does that hit me so hard the way that it does? Mm. Sometimes in the stout and Top Gun came out, Top Gun Two, Maverick came out, super nostalgic for for all Gen Xers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're like, well, I remember being the kid, being a kid, twelve years old, watching with my dad. Yeah. That, that movie made you think that any that yeah. anybody could have went to the Navy and been a, been a freaking pilot, man. Right, and exactly. It, and it also didn't. It also showed that like, this is the weird part of it for me too. Like, it also showed that you could be a screw up. Mm-hmm. But still be good at what you're supposed to be doing. Oh, sure. But then there's still a right way to to be a screw up. It's, right. it's very interesting, right? Right, right. I, th- I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm such a, I'm so much of a Top Gun geek. My my dog's name's Goose. My my my, <laughs> my daughter has Maverick, by the way. Yeah. So I mean, like, it, it's 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 a big thing. But like, there's movies that come out continually, and people are like, my, my son is dying for me to watch the bar the Barbie movie. He's like, it's one of the best movies I've ever seen, Dad. You've got to watch it. And Say I'm the like Barbie movie, the Barbie movie, like yeah. Barbie. So my son said this, right? And so I'm like, why is this such a big deal? It's like it's hysterical. You're gonna love it. It's funny. And so there'll be a time, but whenever I watch a movie, I watch like what is what's being preached because we're getting preached at all the time. We're being discipled. In fact, my my pastor Jared, who was sitting across from me the other day, Jared, I thought it's one of the best things I ever heard you say. We are all being discipled every day by messages every day that we listen to, and you can choose what you put in your head and what you don't put in your head. And mm-hmm. most of us don't think about the choice to put the stuff that we put in our head, Yeah, you know, garbage in, garbage out. And he said, and, and so my son's dying for me. So I'm going to watch this movie with my son and I'm going to pause it at certain times because it's streaming, I think now. And so I'll pause at certain times. I'm like, this is something that I see them teaching right now. This is something I see them teaching. And I do this with every movie that I like and even movies that I don't like, you know, there's, there's other, there's other guys in the 
Hollywood arena, like the Nefarious movie that came out, yeah. which is basically the screw tape letters from C.S. Lewis in Hollywood form, which screw tape letters, by the way, is the best book you should ever read about demons. It's one of the best books ever written about demonology or anything else. Like that. It's made by C.S. Lewis, and it's about an uncle that essentially is writing to his nephew demon about how to deceive humans. And the stuff that was said back in the, what, 50s and 40s will blow your mind at how applicable it is today. Screw, tra- screw tape letters by C.S. Lewis. It'll blow your mind. It really is. So, But with, with, with that said, I think we'll, we'll pause the, the podcast and we'll wrap up here. And what we're going to do is we'll come back and we'll talk about, is it an appropriate time to joke about God? Is there not an appropriate time? And it maybe goes into blasphemy. We'll talk about that on the next one. So with that said, guys, thank you so much for watching the Cut, Light, and Smoke podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, drop a comment below. Let us know what you think about these podcasts. Is it good? Is it, is it boring or anything else like that? And we'd love to hear your feedback. So for the Cut, Light, and Smoke podcast, I've been Bradley. This has been JB and Part-Time Dave. And we are out of here. You guessed it. Like what? Last year. There we go. There we go. There we go. See you guys. Peace. <laughs>